Hello and welcome to Live Fit, Ignite Change, where together, as a community, we inspire each other to live a fit life, ignite the change we wish to see, and thrive in all areas of life. Wow, folks, do we ever have an incredible episode today. I had the honor of speaking with Justice Marimi, and oh my, what an amazing conversation. For anyone who has ever questioned their purpose in life, trying to figure out where to go or what to do, or maybe you have a purpose, but don't always have the motivation, or may have hit a wall, or get stuck by fear, and don't know the actions to take to keep moving. Well, that's in today's episode. We cover all of that and a whole lot more. So, as Justice likes to say, let's go! Changing our world does not happen at once. It does not happen alone. It takes a committed group to be the change we wish to see. So together, we rise above negative influences to lead by example, making a positive impact at home and around the world. You can learn more, join us, and get show notes at livefitignitechange.com, or for short, livefic.com. Look at good? this, man. This is exciting. Yeah, I was going to say, we need to talk more often. It's just I been, know. It's been too long. Gosh. <laughs> so, so excited for this conversation today. I've been so. looking forward to it, man. All right, man. Let's do this. This All right. is great. We'll dive in. So awesome. Like I said, definitely so, so excited for this conversation. And I mean, you've had such a profound positive influence on my life, which is why I wanted to have the conversation to just share the message with our listeners too. So I'll give them a quick background. Uh, Justice is a speaker, entrepreneur, pastor, motivator, host of the Under the Influence podcast, and an executive coach for high-performance CEOs and business owners who believe there is more. So wow, I love that so much. And I'd love for you to share a little bit more detail on that and really what you're up to these days. Yeah, of course. Well, Patrick, first, just thank you. Um, thank you so much for having me on. I've, you know, I'm a big fan of yours. You're one of the people that I would totally bet on. And I think a big reason for that is just seeing your level of action and the level of integrity that you operate in. So this is a joy. Like I'm, I'm so excited. I went and got my favorite like coffee. I got all like ready for this. Cause I was like, I get to be with Patrick today. Um, so I'm, I'm so excited. And so, yeah, a little bit about me, you know, I, I didn't mean to become a coach. It wasn't a plan and, and rarely has anything that I've done been a plan. And so the way that this happened was, you know, I was doing a uh, part of an organization called Young Life, which is a like evangelistic youth outreach program. And I got kind of forced into it and I met some seventh graders and they were, they were a mess, single parent, low income, you know, African-American kids. And I met them at seventh grade and I got to see them all the way until they graduated high school. And so during that process, I just fell in love with them. And, and that led to me working for a church while I was doing Young Life, where I got to meet some really successful people that, that, that had everything that they needed. And I realized I had the same love for them and I wanted the same things for them, which was, I just want you to become the best that you can be. Like I just, and so through that process, you just kind of find out what really gets in people's way. Like what actually gets in people's way and whether it's a low income, you know, single parent kid, or it's a 30 something that's, you know, bringing in six figures, you know, every quarter, every year, it really comes back to a, their mindset. And so 
I just, I learned just through hard knocks, loving on people, making nothing, uh, just how to, how to help people get breakthroughs. And so I now, I didn't even know coaching existed. So I was talking with a mentor and he's like, Hey, you're, you're about to be done in ministry. What's, what's next. And I just said, I have no idea. I just know I, I love helping business owners and executives, you know, be heard and get breakthrough and experience more. And he was like, yeah, it's called coaching. I go, what? I was like, this is a thing. Like they'll, they'll pay you to do it. Isn't that amazing? Get to do something you absolutely love. You're fired up anyway. You're bringing the joy. Now you get to do it professionally. Yes. It's like, you know, you know, you're six, eight and you just love running all the time and jumping around. And someone says, you know, you can just play basketball. And you're like, what is this? Um, and so I, I, I just started and it was a hard road. I think my first year in coaching, which is literally I'm practicing what I preach. I probably didn't go about it the best way. I just said, Hey, we felt like God was calling us to Austin. So we left everything. We left everything and said, we're going to move. And so we moved to Austin with almost no money. I had a friend right as we're back in the U-Haul, give me a check for 10 grand. Just like, Hey, we believe in you, which for us was like just affirmation to keep going. But as soon as we moved to Austin and I'm thinking, I'm going to be a coach full time. Nothing's going to hold me back. I got hit with depression and anxiety. I'd never experienced like I'm usually the most joyful person in the room. I bring the energy and I didn't have it. And I didn't know what was wrong with me. I didn't know what was going on. And so I learned the other side of coaching. Whereas before it was like, go take action, go do, go be, go, go, go. I learned the other side of action of, you know, how are you? And hey, maybe you do need to slow down. Or maybe you are operating from a place of insecurity. Maybe you are operating from a place of like, you're not operating from truth. You're operating from uh, some, some things that were spoken over you that weren't true. And so you're operating from someone else's expectations on you. So let's like slow down. And so I learned about burnout. I learned about all these things and able to see it, but it was the hardest, you know, I didn't start coming out of this until about a year ago. We were literally on welfare broke, all of these things while I'm helping people get breakthroughs that are making them hundreds of thousands of dollars, but not, not knowing what to do with my own stuff, but going, Hey, I accept who I am, where I am is not forever, you know, but I accept who I am because I'll never be as I should be. And so I was able to even see it in other people. I was able to go, no, this is, you're not operating from, from a true state. You're not operating from, you know, true principles where you really believe. And so that's what brought me to here today. I think we met, I started working a job when I was hoping to be an entrepreneur. I was working a job in capitalism.com and I got to meet all these amazing brand owners and help them get breakthroughs while I was still in my recovery. I was, I was still learning, you know, how to overcome. And so I'm in a different place now, uh, but I would never trade any of that, you know, for anything at all. So now I just coach. Wow. That's unbelievable. Of course, I knew part of that, but I really didn't know the depth of that story and how obviously I've seen the part of where you bring the joy, you're making a difference in people's lives, but didn't know how it was there for yourself. So I guess I got to follow up too and say, what shift did you know? I mean, it just be, must be so interesting because while you're making others improve in so many areas, what did it finally take for you to realize, all right, I got to ignite the change in my life? Yeah. What'd you do to turn that around? Yes. 
if I was to look back at what put me into now, there's obviously like medical depression and then there's like circumstantial depression and, and stuff like that. And so mine was way more circumstantial than it was like a true like chemical imbalance that I've had for my whole life. And when I looked back, I noticed the first thing was there was an overwhelming amount of isolation. Um, two, I was, there was a lot of operating from a place of insecurity. So performing for other people's affirmations, other people's approval, and none of this, I was doing and knowing that I was doing it. When I look back at my activities, you know, no one was asking for me to do all these other things, but I was doing them thinking, you know, especially when I was working for the church, you know, golly, I'm doing God's work. I've got to work really hard. And these people are tithing. They're paying for me to do this. I want to make sure they understand that, you know, however much they're putting into the church that I'm not being lazy. I'm not doing, so it was all from trying to avoid being perceived a certain way instead of operating from that place of this is who I am. I'm going to assume that I'm bringing value into every room I go to. It's just, what am I supposed to be doing today? And so the thing that broke that was when I found, I found the power of being still there were, there were days I would sit in my garage in the summer of Texas heat because I was so down. I would just sit for, for two to three hours and go, okay, this is where I'm at right now. I need to be still. And I need to understand that even though it doesn't feel like it, this is recovery. This is, this is, this is giving my body what it needs, giving my mind what it needs. And, you know, the other thing that came through was the mindset shift of justice. You need to learn some things and that's okay. And so I had to be, I had to come to a place of humility of, I am not a good business owner right now. What does it look like to be a good, I'm a great coach, but I'm not a great business owner. Okay. How do we change that? And that was humbling because I was able to coach people on their businesses, but I had to go, you know what? Some of the people I've coached are way better business owners than I am. And it's time for me to learn. And I think for coaches, it's a little bit harder because we put this thing on us that we need to know how to do everything because we're a coach. But I had to come to a place of going, you know what? I actually need a coach. I need mentors. So I just started putting, I started leveraging other people's knowledge, skills. I got into community, even if it wasn't with people that looked like me or acted like me. Um, I started managing my time differently. I started being okay with, okay, if the majority of my day isn't work, that's okay. Um, that's just what I need. I'm okay that my high performance is that I actually need way more time with other people. I need way more. And that's actually me becoming a better entrepreneur because I'm actually, I'm doing what I need. And I'm not going to compare myself to Patrick. I'm not going to compare. I'm going to be me. And what do I need? I need two hours of focused work and I need about, you know, two to three hours of focused play. And that allows me to show up to calls like this and be 110%. So it was a lot of stuff, Patrick. It was, but it was, it wasn't easy, but I look back and I go, whoa, I'm, I'm so glad. Wow. And, and you did it. I mean, I, I love that because it brings out 
yeah, you were doing it for others, but what then you needed was that community. You needed to surround yourself with those people. I mean, what is it that Tony Robbins says is like the expectations of your life is a, a direct proportion to the uh, expectations of your peer group, like you're, yes. you're going to go in life. Wow. Yes. So you surrounded yourself with that peer group to be able to be part of that community, be uplifting others while they were uplifting you. And it seems to have made that difference. And now you're thriving. I mean, you're coaching your brand, all of it, right? Yeah. Yeah, It's exciting. And I don't finish the day going, you know, what have I done today? Like, am I, am I valuable today? Did I, cause, cause then you go, well, I got to bring my value today instead of going, no, I'm, I'm immensely valuable. Who am I supposed to be bringing value to? How do I steward this value? Well, And, and so that total shift of my identity was massive. And so, yes, I'm able to come in and, and I start to remind myself, I've got my, you know, worksheets that I, I look through every day. I've got my identity statements that I read through, you know, every day and just get to say, no, this is who I am. This is what happens when I walk in the room. Okay. This is what I want my life to look like a year from now. Okay. I don't have to guess. This is what I need. My, I got my routine up on my whiteboard in front of me. I know what I'm supposed to be doing every quarter. And so all of this is, is to help me. It's not for me to work towards these things. These things are, are working in me always to keep me in my, in my like energy state, to keep me in that place where I'm, where I'm being me. I just want to be me. Absolutely. And that's what inspires having that up there. So you know where you're going, but I know you shared with me, I think it was called your, your declarations yes. that you started, what you start every day with. I created my own list since then and now do the same thing. So yes. thank you for your inspiration, but just such a great way to be able to be intentional about the things you're going to focus on, right? A hundred percent. Awesome. And, and I think it's from that community that you were talking about that we were all obviously involved in together. It yeah. was described in that group that your superpower was when you walk in a room, entrepreneurs just make more money. Yeah. How, how is that? What's your magic? How do you do yeah. it? I, I noticed. So there's, a, there's this phrase in coaching that is like, if an entrepreneur had a lamppost that they came to every day, and just told that lamppost about their day, they would be, they'd feel and operate a hundred times better. Just because that is like, for me, the perfect analogy of how lonely most business owners and entrepreneurs are. And so when they come in and they get someone that's asking them questions, when they get someone that's like breaking down, you know, not just my, false mindsets, but just questioning their actions, not from a place of you're wrong, but going, Tell me about why you were, you did that. Tell me about what led you that way. Tell me about what your vision is. They're able to go, oh yeah, okay. Because if you're an entrepreneur, you solve problems and people pay to have problem solved. So the better you can solve those problems because someone's helping you figure out a better way to do it, the more money is going to be made. And so I always come in and I go, I don't even question it because I go, man, they just don't have a lamppost and I'm way better than a lamppost. So they just, and I was able to look back and go, what happened to Dean and Kelly? You know, what happened to Ryan? What happened to all these people? I was like, I can look back over the year and go, geez, they made more money. What happened? They just were able to talk these things through. Okay. This just happens. It's not that I'm in no way. Do I think it makes me better than them or better than anyone else? I just go, this is a superpower that I have. I want to, I want to increase it. Um, so yeah, that's, that's how I came to that. That's how you do it. So awesome. And I guess on that, I should acknowledge you too. Cause I think it's, it's been so powerful how you kind of uncover that purpose 
and then how to profit from it. So yeah. specifically, you led me through a course called Profit Driven Purpose. Yes. And now I think you know me, I've always been incredibly purpose driven. I like you've had the vision boards, the long term goals, things up on wall. I do my da daily journaling to make sure I'm starting with the top priorities, all that kind of stuff. But when I came to you last year, I was focused on I guess what you could say, growing a fairly small segment of the whole vision at the time. Yes. And yes. you worked your magic to really pull out my true purpose, my mission, my vision. And I tied it all together with how we want to give back and serve the world and make an impact. And now here we are a year later, I feel like I am doing exactly what I'm meant to do. And, and really maybe for the first time in my life, my reason for being on this earth which is why we're here talking now, which is why we have the Live Fit Ignite Change podcast, which is why we're developing a performance nutrition brand to serve our audience and give back the profits to, to the youth and the children we're supporting. So again, thank you for that. And I guess to share that superpower with others who are listening that may be struggling to find out their purpose, mission, vision, where can they start? Yes. The first thing I tell everybody, I don't tell everybody, but the first thing I recommend is that they just go back and talk to the people that they trust will tell them the truth in love. And then look back over their resume and just go, what happened? What positive things happened? And when you do that, you're because a lot of people will come and go, they're coming from a place of a lack of confidence. And so they'll, they'll be like, they'll question whether or not they can get to the future because of who they are. And so what I will say is, well, let's look back and see what got you here and go, what went well? What activity went well? What happened? What fruit came from you just being you? And when we look back there, they go, oh my gosh. Then they go, how do I amplify this? Because I did all of this, maybe not even paying that much attention to it. It just happened. So now I actually want to be intentional with it, which will if they're really intentional, it will 10x, maybe not the first year, but like over the next two, three, it is a compounding thing. And so when they can be really intentional and be really great learners, which you are just an, like an avid learner, then they can go a million miles an hour in, in the opposite direction because now they've got that confidence going, oh my gosh, yes. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, I am. And so they're, they're coming from this place of belief and it's not because I'm telling them you're the man, you're awesome which I'll do is because now they're doing it to themselves. They're going, no, I'm, I'm amazing. No, I'm, I'm really good at this. No, like I'm really, really good at this. No, I want to do this more. How? And then the ideas come. Then we can ask once that identity's fixed, then we can say, what is the vision, the grand vision? What is the purpose? Like, let's dig into what really you want to see happen on this earth that when you're on your deathbed, you, you say, what a life. Like, what a life. And I think that is, that is what they start there. Let's look back. Let's like talk to some people we trust and, and go, oh, wow. Because then you go, dang, I'm actually pretty good at some of this stuff. Like, I'm, I'm not too bad. You know what I mean? Absolutely. That's awesome. And it is with that intentionality and developing that vision that really goes across 
all parts of life. Cause I would say yes. even in our events that we have, our events are all about making an impact and leaving a legacy. So we certainly cover business building investments, but we also go into what we call the business compass, the personal compass and the family compass. And the compass is very similar to what we used in the capital capitalism incubator of vivid vision, where yes. we talk about having that intentionality to map out really where you want to go. So yes, for your company, but then it's also for your individual life or for your family life, developing a family compass. And then when people start applying that and they're all kind of going together, like, yeah, I know where I want to go. And then things just start finding into place. So (laughs) I've wondered if you've seen that too, with others kind of spreading to other areas and kind of lifting up all parts of life because of that intentional focus on the vision. Yeah. When you have, um, when you have something, and, and I think it's important, a lot of people have dreams. They don't have a vision. Meaning they're just imagining and they're just having fun with the imagination and they're more talking about all the things they want, not the impact they want to create. So I hear all the time, no, I've got a vision board. And I'm like, well, tell me about it. And it's like, well, I want to drive a Lamborghini and I want to have a big house and I want to go. I go, yeah, those are just aspirational things. There's no conviction. There is zero conviction. And I've said in, in my coaching classes, you know, you don't, you don't get what you like, you, you get what you have to have, not what you think you deserve. And when we go back to what is it that you have to have? It's about things that you're convicted about, which come back to your principles. What are your, what are your principles? What are the things that you're like, Hey, no matter what, if I'm broke, if I'm rich, I will never question these things. These are my principles. And then you start going, and these are my principles for other people. I think every single person should live a fit life and they should have zero obstacles for that getting in the way. Then you go, okay, what, tell me more about what you think that looks like. Now we have a vision. Now we're talking about impact. Now we're talking about creating change in people's life. Now we're, now we're going big and it's going, okay, there's energy for the rest of your life there because it isn't a dream. It's a conviction. It's and now that conviction has a vision. And so you're not going to go, ah, you know, money's tight. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to create any change in the world. I'm not going to help people live fit. It's like, no, I'm going to do that no matter what my financial situation looks like, because it's a, it's a principle. It is a core belief. Yeah. So true. And having that conviction and being able to drive people and that you want to do it. It's like your bliss. It reminds me of that, uh, how Jim Collins talked about it. The simple hedgehog concept, the idea of purpose, passion, and profit kind of coming together where it was what yes. you're deeply passionate about, what you can be the best in the world at, what drives yes. your economic in- engine. You put those three together in the middle of that is the hedgehog. And then I think it was Dorothy Shepard who added to that a fourth. And she said, add to it what the world needs. Yeah. And then all four of those came together. That center is your bliss. And so that was kind of what I feel like you've added to your equation here in all of this is truly helping people find their bliss. Yes. I guess again, to help people on that journey, is it out there? Are there signs? Can people really find it? How do they tap into that? I, man, the way, how do you tap into that? That's a great question. You start taking action. Like I want my people to fail, not in life, but I want them to get some nicks, some scratches. I want them to see themselves recover. I want them to go, wow, I'm stronger than I knew. And so I want them to take radical action always, like radical action 
always, and I believe you're supposed to be in that state. What I'm not saying is hustle. What I'm not saying is grind because a lot of that comes from a place of insecurity. Radical action comes from a place of conviction where we're operating and going, no, okay, what action are we going to take today? Because we got to change the world. Radical action comes from that place where you're, where you're going, I've got fear, but I'm moving despite of it. And so it's, it, it, it's almost, it feels too simple, but it's true. You start taking action. You're going to start getting those, those moments of bliss and you're going, okay, how do I make this more? How do I increase this? And they go, I'll, I'll take more action. Okay. What is the action that people that's going to provide the greatest result? Okay. How do I systematize that and make that normal? Okay. Let's take that action. Let's take that action. Let's like stay in action. So then when, when moments come that put you on your knees, that, that really ground you, you're more concerned about how do I get back to taking action than being overly concerned with what's wrong with me? Because then that's stepping into your ego. That's stepping into, it's about you. It's stepping into all these other things instead of being about the impact you want to create, the people you want to serve and creating for them what you've probably created for yourself. Yeah, absolutely. I think that can not even be more important, but it's part of the journey. Cause I feel like that first part is come up with that purpose, that passion, that vision, get yeah. totally lit up and you yes. start down that path and you're all excited. Things are going great, but then you're going to hit a wall yes. and then something happens and yes. you start those dreaded thoughts of I'm not enough or I lose confidence or, you know, yes. I say I can't, which is definitely a four letter word in our house. We're not allowed to use that. But yes. Are there systems or processes or things, or is it people how do you overcome this feeling of just, you know, I'm, I'm not enough and just get back and keep taking that action? Yes, I would say there isn't a system. And I, people ask, I, I, I put a ad out on, on Facebook and I was reading the comments and they go, well, what's your method? And I go, look, some people have really great methods, but oftentimes, especially in direct marketing, methods are just created to get you to buy because they're, they, they'll convince you that I have a plan, which only presses in because the reason you haven't got where you wanted is because you don't have the plan. So I've got the plan. So come into my plan. Now, there's a great plans out there, right? Like that work. I don't think the four hour work week would have been created and had such great impact and sold millions of books because it has an amazing plan. I worked for a guy who has a plan that he sells and it works. We've seen it work over and over. So I'm not against plans. But when it comes down to the individual person, if I'm looking at them, I go, hey, you are the plan. You will come up with a plan that's greater than what I can come up with. But you're so uniquely individualized that I don't know what plan works for you. And the plan you create is the plan that you're going to better take action on. And so when I look at someone and go, how do we, how do we create a system of action? I go, we'll have to work on it together because I don't know what that looks like. My plan looks like two hours of focused work and people would look at me and look at a lot of people look at my plan and go, Hey man, you're, you know, you can work more hours. Like you can do that. And I've, and I'll go, I worked that plan before it didn't work. So what works for me is a lot of coffees and, a, and grabbing a beer and being with people, whether they can help my business or not. And my plan looks like, you know, waking up at 4 a.m. And that plan doesn't work for everybody. And it looks like eating more meat than other stuff. And that plan might work for some and some people might absolutely hate it. 
and I've got weird quirks and little things, but it puts me in a place where I'm taking radical action every day, where I'm excited to look at the day. And so I would say, if you can get really clear on you, on what lights you up, what kind of day sets you up for success? What kind of day for you allows you to bring the most results to people's lives? That Use that one. We often will buy the books of the people that created the best plan for themselves, hoping that their plan works for us. Instead of saying, what is the plan that works best for me? I cannot tell you how many brilliant, healthy programmers out there whose lifestyle would kill me. They're like drinking cold brews at 1 a.m. Yep. And they're creating brilliant work and doing amazing things. And they love their life. And they're creating amazing results for other people. Would that work for me? No, not at all. And they're working like 12-hour days. So they love it and they're doing a great stuff. And so I would say, what is the system or the method? There is a system. There is a method. It's the one you create that's, that gets you the most results for you. That's awesome. It's what's inside of you. I mean, I know I've heard you say it too, the plan. There are all these different systems. People have checklists and you can follow it, but it's like this whole thing with building a brand. Some people want to go out and just follow like what sales algorithm, like what's selling right now, but you know, it's actually find out what's inside of you, what lights you up and bring that out. And I think it reminds me of, of a, a letter that actually my grandfather wrote to me before he died. I went on a retreat and he closed the letter by saying, you have everything you need to be successful in this world. Just put yourself in God's hands and make it happen. And I feel like, you know, that's kind of been a a quote that I've kept with me forever throughout life. I've put it on those vision boards and I feel like that's what you're really drawing out here. You know, people have it on the inside. They just need to bring it out. They need to make it happen. So these have all been some pretty amazing tips and just, putting it out there, making things happen, keeping, keeping going. Any other tips before you want to jump in on that? Or otherwise we can jump into a couple more on making it, making it happen to thrive. Yes. So last thing, and this has been something that um, I've actually been using a lot lately is I, I am a natural people pleaser. That it is, it is a natural, it's natural for me to be a people pleaser. There's a good side to that. And there's a really bad side to that. Um, when it comes to customer service, I'm amazing. I'll make you feel like the most loved person on earth. And then there can be Brilliant. a, <laughs> <laughs> thank you. And then, and then there can be a side of, I'm trying to earn your love. I'm trying to earn your whatever. And that's a really bad side that will lead you down all kinds of places. And so it's really hard for me to get angry. And I've noticed now that there's a part of me that needs to get angry, Um, whether it's with my clients or whatever. And it's like a a righteous anger. It's not something I'm trying to muster up, but when it shows up, I don't shrink it anymore. And I look at it and I go, hey, no, it's not okay that this is happening. Hey, it's not okay that you're operating like this. And I I remember listening to... uh, and I don't, I don't want to use it all the time because it's not me. Um, but when it is me, I want to use it. And I've noticed with my clients and with myself that when I get angry, there's a part of them that listens more. And so I heard, I heard a person interviewing Tony Robbins and he was going, Tony, like, you're cussing now. You never used to cuss. Like, 
what happened? He goes, I noticed that people are listening to me more when I cuss and they weren't before. And I was like, wow, okay, that's really interesting. I'm not going out and cussing people out, but I've noticed that when I come in and I go, I'm not going to shrink that I'm upset and that this is frustrating, meaning I'm not going to hide emotions that are showing up just to make the other person accept me more. And I've had more real conversations with my clients and seen more breakthroughs when I go, I'm going to be full on right now because this is actually where I'm at and what you're doing is actually not okay. And there's a part of them that is so used to joyful justice that when it comes in, they're like, oh, this is serious. And so what I would say for everyone on this call is, do you know the cost of your inaction? Does it frustrate you when you see something not go the way that it needs to? It's not saying, hey, you need to be angry at everything. I'm saying, but does it cause anything? Does it make you feel anything that this is actually affecting not just your future, but your kid's future, that is affecting your community's future? That like, Do you see the realm of your influence? Do you notice that you not doing what you were created to do is affecting not just you, but other people, or has it become normal to you and you're satisfied and okay with it? And so I'm trying to see more people actually get upset there is the joy of pursuing what's out there, but there has to be a certain um, dissatisfaction with the fact that people are being affected negatively by them either not having your product, by them not having you in their lives, or by them not living a certain life that you know is available for them. And so they actually need to see you be not okay with that. You need to be, it's okay to not be okay with it. And so I'd say that's, that's the, for me, the last thing that I'm seeing is, yeah, don't shrink back. Don't be okay with, with, with things that are not okay and act like they are. It's not okay. Right. Wow. What a powerful lesson. Yeah. But we talked about action so much, but it's really that inaction. Yes. When you see something that needs to change and not, yes. not doing something about it where, come on, get up after it and ignite <laughs> yes. that change you need to take. So Yes. Really awesome. awesome really lessons. important. Yeah, you bet. So cool. So if you want, now we can jump into the five to thrive. It's five quick rapid fire questions. We ask everybody that comes on here. So if you're good to go, let's roll. Hey, let's do it. Morning routine. Okay. Morning routine. What is my morning routine? Mm-hmm. What is it? Okay. Morning routine. Wake up at 4 a.m. As soon as I wake up, I do my Instagram story stuff. I, you know, I, I just get it all, like most of my social media stuff, completely out of the way. Next, I go to the gym. I work out from like 5 to 5.30, 5.45, make it home by 6. Then when I get back, that's when I do my declarations. I read five pages of a book that I'm trying to grow in. So right now it's marketing and copywriting. So I find, a, I find like copywriting books. I read five pages. Then I go into um, just some more of the activities, take my kids to school, come back. Then I get all of like my admin stuff out of the way. I look at my 80-20. So I have right here just kind of like my impact statement, my result producing activities. Those are like right up there. I'm looking at what are my uh, result producing activities, coaching calls, all that kind of stuff. By two o'clock, I'm done. 
work is done. You're not going to get the best of me after two. And I've learned that over time. So I, I either am waiting for the kids to come home or I just kind of veg out. I give myself permission to like watch the YouTube video. It's kind of like my reward. It's like, I'll watch the YouTube video. I'll do all the stuff that's like completely vegging out. I'll rest, whatever. I might go on a weighted vest walk. And then my kids are home. We'll either hang out or I'll do something else that's fun. I'm getting my son back into Muay Thai. And then um, dinner, hang out with the wife, have the conversations, maybe watch a short film. I'm usually in bed by 8.30, sleep by 9. Wow. There's a man living with purpose and intentionality. That's awesome. <laughs> Try. Well, well said. All right. Number two. Obviously here, we believe in continuously learning and getting inspired. So what's one book or podcast or movie that you would yes. recommend most? Yes. So I read the book on Lee Iacocca. I think that's the name of the book. It's an autobiography. Um, and it was autobiographies of greats just put me back in the state of what's possible. And so Lee Iacocca was, he worked at Ford and then he became the CEO of Chrysler and like basically turned around Chrysler when it was like about to go. And it is a really powerful autobiography. I think you can get the book on Amazon for like eight bucks. So it's, it's good. Awesome. Good recommendation there. Powerful story for sure. Yes. Number three, if you really just some days feel stuck down or just need to go ignite that change, what's that one first thing you do to make it happen? I usually will phone a friend and just talk. So it, it doesn't even have to be about anything special. Um, I might tell them what I'm trying to make through. Um, and then the other thing I do is I'll just turn it all off, go for a walk. Brilliant. Yep. Good stuff. Get around yes. people, get moving. Love it. Yes. All right. So number four, we're going back in time. Your 20-year-old self has just received funding to create a project that will massively serve the world. It can be anything as long as it's serving others. What advice do you give to your 20-year-old self on coming up with that project and making it happen? Nothing is impossible. Talk to everyone that's where you want to be. Love it. Yeah. Brilliant. And number five, last one. Now we're going to the future. Yes. One piece of advice for the whole world that you're going to be remembered for above yes. all of this amazing stuff you've all said. <laughs> What's that one piece of advice? Uh, your joy is your strength. And so that, that comes from a Bible verse, I believe it's Nehemiah 5 or Nehemiah 2, 5 through 8. Um, but your joy is your strength. And I, I, I personally believe that God created us to be in a place of joy. Um, if you look at our original, um, our, the original plan was for us to be in heaven. And if you hear the descriptions of heaven, it's a pretty amazing place. And so I believe our, our original intention is to be in a place of joy. And I believe when we think about what that looks like, that isn't about us just having things. What does joy look like? It's all tied to relationships. And I believe that relationships and experiences, and I believe those, I think an experience without someone to share it with is kind of lonely. Um, and I believe a, a relationship without experiences is boring. And so I believe that we were created to create amazing experiences and to be in, in amazing relationships. And so I think the joy, the versus the joy of the Lord is your strength. And I've seen that to be true in my life, no matter how much money I've had, it's been, man, that joy operating from my purpose and from my true identity really puts me in this place. And so what fires you up? What brings you joy that isn't about material, whatever? 
how can we make that normal for you? And so that would be my, that would be it. Outstanding. Joy is your strength. And man, do you ever live that? Because I've had so many times where you just bring the joy, you light people <laughs> up. And so well done living you. your, your great truth here. So uh, this is amazing. Well, there's been a ton of stuff here. We'll obviously link it in the show notes at livefitignightchange.com slash justice. But I'd love for you to tell people, you know, anything else I missed or uh, that you'd like to add to the listeners and, and where people can go to find, learn more about you and get more of this great stuff that, that you have to offer. Yeah. So I would, I would just say, Hey, if you want to find me, I'm, I'm on Instagram, pretty active and it's justice coaches. That's J U S T U S coaches. It's a great place to, to find me. I, I like to post funny stuff and then also little tidbits of, uh, you know, leadership stuff. That's pretty normal. Um, but the last thing I'll say is, you know, right now they're in this world of grabbing your attention. There's a lot, there are a lot of people that are telling you how to do and what to do. And I would just encourage you to find your, your five people and, and those five people that are, are actually going to challenge you, not the five people that are just good friends from high school, but who are the five friends that you look around and go, I think we could change the world and try to spend as much time with them and always be looking for those five if you don't have them. And so I, that would be my, my last piece of feedback and, and, and love to share. And uh, yeah, you can find me on Instagram. Awesome. Love it so much. And I'll just acknowledge you because, you know, you're talking about changing the world there and what you lit up inside of me and so many others in our group. I, it reminded me, I'd heard it, a quote that was attributed to Mother Teresa, the whole idea of where she was asked if she could change the world alone. And she said, I alone cannot change the world but I can cast a stone across the waters to create many ripples. And yes. I feel like that's what you're doing. You're creating so many ripples. You inspire all of us. I mean, that's become what this podcast is all about. You hear it in the intro. It's changing our world it does not happen at once. It does not happen alone. It takes a committed group we wish to see to change the world. And so together we're making that positive impact at home <laughs> and around the world. So again, thank you for being that ripple of change in me and so many others. And just I mean, keep doing what you're doing, living your purpose, <laughs> bringing your joy, igniting the change. Awesome. Thanks. Wow. Pretty amazing, right? I'm sure you felt that joy and are ignited by purpose and fired up to go make it happen. Again, you can find everything we discussed in the show notes at livefitignitechange.com. If you resonated with this and would like to live fit and ignite change in your life, you can get started for free at livefitignitechange.com slash start, where you can join our community of high performers and get access to our kickstart resources for free. You can choose if you'd like to start on the path to getting in the best shape of your life and or ignite the change you'd wish to see by casting a vision and taking the steps to get there. You can get plugged in at livefitignitechange.com slash start or for short, livefic.com slash start. Also, my family and I, we're igniting the change that we wish to see in the world by helping others live fit. We were sick of all the processed, sugar-loaded foods and drinks marketed to us, especially to our youth. So we're developing a line of truly delicious, grain-free, sugar-free products that children and adults love as part of our InRive Performance Nutrition brand. Learn more and join the InRive Insiders for free to be the first to hear about samples, launch parties, and specials at inrive.com. That's I-N-R-I-V-E.com. Thank you so much for tuning in, and please be sure to like, share, rate, and review this show. 
This is what's needed to help reach more and serve more, so together we truly can ignite the change that we wish to see. Thank you so much for your help in making it happen. And I hope you make it an outstanding day and go forth to light, love, and serve the world and live the life you've always imagined.